You're listening to a podcast from RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome to another episode of the Mr. Nelson Show. Um, episode. Uh, it's episode number thirty-three. Uh, thanks, Lefty. Uh, yeah, boy, it's a bloody battlefield. Uh, people still licking their wounds, but uh, Donald Trump came out triumphant. And uh, it looked like he was going to win anyway, uh, going into Indiana, I'm talking about. And uh, he came out victorious. I mean, uh, look, he beat the crap out of Cruz in that one. And uh, it was quite the victory because the whole point was uh, that Cruz had a shot. And he probably did some time ago, but boy, the the death of a thousand cuts, huh? (laughs) And so uh, Trump came out the winner. And uh, so did Bernie. Yes, but that's irrelevant because uh, Hillary has the superdelegates and she's obviously uh, going to be the winner. It's just as ridiculous that Bernie keeps going on. As much as I admire the man and agree with him, he's lost this one. He needs to bow out gracefully. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Bernie's losing because it is rigged against him. Well, that's not fair. It's it's just not the way... Yeah, you're right. It's not fair. Superdelegates? What the hell's that? No, I meant it, it. It's not fair how you were saying it. This is the way the rules are what they are, and Bernie had as much chance as anyone, and he lost. It's sad, but it's true, and we need to get behind Hillary before this 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 monster takes over, and we, oh my God, oh, who knows what could happen if that thing gets in there. I mean, it's terrible that he's going to be the Republican nominee. I mean, my God. God, this is outrageous. And everyone's got to band together to stop him, and that means putting Hillary in the White House. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Trump is a problem. Um, what? Oh, my God. So, Hillary is going to be... No. No. I mean, Hillary's the one thing that could make me vote for him. Oh, oh, great. That's just what... That's just fantastic, Nelson. I just... But I don't understand... Wait a minute, I mean, you're not supporting him. I mean, he is what the Republican Party is and has always been. No, no, he's not. Besides, uh, he's only recently a Republican. He's been a Democrat all his life. That's that's just, that's, it's just a word. It's just a, a piece of paper. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, especially being Democratic, since there's no Democratic process to choosing your nominees. <laughs> Oh, you think it's so funny? Well, I, I think it's just hilarious, the b- bizarre circus and perversions that went on with your nominating process. And look how that turned out. So we'll see who has the laugh laugh. Yeah. Yeah, it won't be us. So uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, Trump won Indiana. And uh, look, by all accounts and polls, he was going to win it. I mean, uh, he didn't show this high as the mark. I think he... What did he win by twenty points? I believe something like that, and uh, so, and I think the polling was like showing him over ten. So uh, he, he had a good go in there, and so he could have, hey, he was going to win that easily. So you know, you got to do what you got to do and be competitive, and you you know issue your statements and stuff for your your crew, and uh, for potential voters who can vote for you, and so that's to be expected. But it's interesting what he chose to talk about. 
<laughs> uh, for Ted Cruz, his father, of course, is going to pull for his son, you know, and his father's a, a minister. And so, of course, he gave this statement about how God was going to pull, wanted his son to be uh, the president. <laughs> so, but what do you expect a minister to say about his son? And uh, so he, here I'll go ahead and play this tape, which uh, eventually gets us on to the Trump and Friends show on Fox News, where Trump responded to uh, Raphael Cruz's comments about his, his son. Uh, so anyway, it starts with Raphael Cruz talking to this reporter. Or I exhort every member of the body of Christ to vote according to the word of God and vote for the candidate that stands on the word of God and on the Constitution of the United States of America. And I am convinced that man is my son, Ted Cruz. The alternative could be the destruction of America. Does that uh -huh. resonate with the folks there in Indiana? I think it's a disgrace that he's allowed to do it. I think it's a disgrace that <laughs> allowed. he's allowed to say it. Um, it know, is I'm America. By, you uh, have free speech. By, you look at Jerry Falwell Jr. and you look at so many of the ministers that are backing me. <laughs> and they're backing me more so than they're backing uh, Cruz. And I'm winning the evangelical vote. And it's disgraceful that his father can go out and do that. No, and it's just, not. And so many it's called people free speech. About it. And, and he basically said he likes his son over you. Big that. deal. You know, there's, there's a whole thing. And, and, you know, his father was with Lee Harvey Oswald prior to Oswald's being, uh, you know, shot. I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. What, what, what is this right prior to his being shot? Yeah, and it's nobody ridiculous. nobody brings it up. I mean, they don't even talk about that. That was reported, uh, and nobody talks about it. But I think it's horrible. I think it's absolutely horrible that a man can go and do that, what he's saying there. Right, there was a picture out there that reportedly shows um, uh, yeah. Raphael Cruz standing with Lee Harvey Oswald. I mean, what, was he, doing with, what um, was he doing with Lee Harvey Oswald right. shortly before the death, uh, before the shooting? It's, it's crazy. horrible. Well, yeah, it's thing crazy. I don't think you think is horrible is Rasmussen came out with a poll. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's really great there, Kill Me. Just uh, licking Donald's balls right there on television. And uh, that's just an extra little bad part there. I mean, good Lord, Fox News. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, God. That is just, I mean, he sits there and gives you this tinfoil hat story. And you're just, yeah, 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 Donald. Ugh. I mean, but the point, I think it was Crowdhammer or something like that was making the point. Is like, like I said earlier, he was winning. He had Indiana. And you go with this? <laughs> you, you, because, I mean, you have to conclude that he believes this shit, you know? And he really thinks Raphael was in cahoots with uh, with uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> oh, yes, geez. well, I mean, I can't agree with somebody who believes God decides who our president's going to be, but... Uh, but what do you expect? I mean, Donald is a nutbag. I mean, good Lord, he's decided to run as a Republican. Uh, all right, Lefty. Jeez, you know, I mean, just when I'm all upset with Donald and you come in, and you might get me to vote for him. You're, you're probably Donald's best chance. That's terrible! You can't put this on me! In a way, I can. Anyway, uh, so Donald won, and then uh, the... the bizarre Raphael Cruz story came up again the next day. Let's talk about t unifying the party behind you. You had some kind words yesterday for Ted Cruz, but do you owe his father 
an apology for saying he was with Lee Harvey Oswald yes. before JFK's yeah, he assassination. Does. You don't really no, have all the I was doing was referring to a picture that was uh, reported and in a magazine, and I think they didn't it was deny a little more it. Than I don't that. think anybody denied it. No, the, I don't yeah, they denied exactly, it. But it was a major story. And it, it was not a major story. And it was picked up by... It was a National Enquirer. It was and, a National Enquirer, and even the, well, the experts I mean, that cited said it couldn't be sure it was Mr. Cruz. It gave you John Edwards. It gave you O.J. Simpson. No, it didn't. It gave you many, many things. I mean, you no. Knock the National Enquirer. It's uh, brought many, many things to light. <laughs> they didn't Not give us O.J. Simpson. Uh, the fact is that it was a cover National Enquirer. It was picked up by many other people. And, and, no, and Trump and friends on Fox News. I'll give you that. But that's it. And newspapers, and all I did was refer to it. So no apology. I'm just referring to an article that appeared. And yeah. It has nothing to do with me. And You, know, you accused him of being an accessory of a murder of a president. He said some very nasty things about me in the morning. You know that. No, he didn't. It wasn't nice what he said about me, and I just referred to... It wasn't nice of him to be more favorable to his son than you. So, that's why he deserves to be called an accessory to murder. Hey, this is just stupid crap. Well, there you go. What do you expect? Good Lord, it's time to just start paying attention to Hillary. Yeah, I, I, Hillary was the reason I was always going to vote for Trump, um, even though I wanted Cruz. But, you know, you can't have Hillary in there. But then he pulls this shit, and I just don't have an explanation for it. It's just so bad. Oh, God. Yes, well, it's time to come around and realize Hillary's the deal. No. No. Well, then stay home. It doesn't matter. At least you won't get in the way of her her inauguration and her triumph that she rightfully deserves. Oh, jeez. But, but, you know, let's don't dump on Trump all day. Um, let's see what he's going to try to do. Uh, line by line, you know, uh, so that we can uh, avoid getting Hillary in the, you know, in the White House. Uh, uh. Because she's a criminal. <laughs> no, she's not. You shut up, Lefty. You shut up. God, I don't have to sit here and take hate speech. Well, what are you going to do? Turn into Trigglypuff? Oh, my God, that poor woman and the, the torment she, she received. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that in a later or another show. Um, of course, by then it'll be forgotten. Uh, all right, Trump. Let's uh, see what Trump's first 100 days will be like. He talked to CNBC about it, and so we'll... Let's One thing I have to do, and I have to say it, and I think it will be tremendous for our country, is we have to renegotiate our trade agreements. Our trade agreements are disastrous. And well, he's we got a point there. We use our best and our finest. Yeah. We can use the Bernie people talked that about that, too. Yes, yes, we I know. We use people I mean, that are political hacks these, to make deals with China. These slave wages out there Japan, that we deal with. It's, with it's Mexico, deplorable. deals with these massive uh, countries that, you know, we're... Where frankly, uh, when you discuss business transactions, they're they're very small by comparison to what you're talking about with trade agreements. And we don't use our finest. We don't use our our brightest business people. But that's not true. We had Obama. And yeah, exactly. I want to renegotiate trade oh, agreements, God. and I think oh, trade agreements are a funny, disaster for you, the country. You, you mentioned you'd immediately roll back some of the uh, executive orders on immigration. Oh would my you, God! What other executive orders would, would you roll back? There's been some with the uh, NLRB, the EPA, the yeah. I mean, it, yeah. oh no, no, oh. The things we want to do, Joe, is get rid of regulations. Oh my we God! Oh, and oh. interesting. More and more. Yeah, let's just be the wild west again, open wild, and everyone going crazy. We're going to end up with cannibalism and that going on. And 
sometimes at the end I'll be signing what? autographs and meeting so many people, thousands and thousands of people. And the business people, people that are even inclined toward business, they talk yeah, the about regulation more than they talk about taxes. Now, you know, one of the things we're going to be doing is lowering taxes very substantially. We're lowering oh, the God. Tax. We're lowering the tax on... You ever hear of a fair share, Mr. Trump? Good world. Lord. We're going to be lowering taxes. Uh, but, Joe, more than so even it sounds taxes, good to me. they talk about well, it regulations. Would. And it is, it's terrible. I mean, I know from my business it's terrible, but these people are affected even more than I am. And it's incredible. Yeah, because they can't I, afford to I pay that protection to the where people can't even open up small businesses. They have to go through yeah. all sorts of... Rules, That's true. Regulations, 90% it's necessary for no safety and the concerns of the so people. I think, I think from the standpoint of your show and the people that watch your show, we're lowering taxes very substantially, and we're going to be getting rid of a tremendous amount of uh, regulation. Oh, my God. Also, having to do uh. with energy... It's it's so difficult for our country. I mean, it's so so difficult. I yeah, because we don't in, use what we got. Uh, solar, and I believe in all of the, oh, see, the new forms go, that we're we're no. coming up with. I mean, I use solar, Why? but you know, it's about a thirty-year payback, Joe. That's exactly. Not exactly something that Plus, people it are going to be has yet to come to the capacity to of uh, fossil fuels. So the strength is <laughs> it in means head forty years. Come so on. We're going to be opening up energy. We're going to get the miners back to work. We're we gonna need to invest in other means of energy because the fossils got to go away. Bob. All right, shut uh, up. Mr. Trump, um, you know, allowing you to put an exclamation point on all of that, it seems to me that part of our problem is we're just not growing fast enough, and we would solve a lot of problems if we could grow faster. Jobs, right. income, That's why we need government investment. Do you think regulatory reform can give us kind of a half a point of growth? No! Smart tax reform, another half, and we'd find ourselves growing How do you make three instead of one and a half? You gotta be grow by letting well, people have money, more money, money that they made. That's terrible! Essentially zero, okay? And, and it's been that way. It's been very, very low for years yeah. now. And, you know, if China ever had... No, that, it's at 1.5%. Uh, yeah. George Bush had it at 3%. That's usually the norm. So Trump's got you there. Obama really stunk on growth. And other countries, the same thing. And here we have uh, almost zero, <laughs> slightly more than zero. But basically, I'm sure it, it could even be less, you know, because... What? How, do, how are they coming up with these numbers? Oh, yeah, yeah like Obama's lying. Is that it? Oh, God, the racism tips with that statement. Absolutely. Dodd-Frank... Has to be abs- you know, has to be either eliminated yeah. or changed. Greatly. No, not changed. I, I will tell you, jettison so that crap out of there. Friends who are oh my God! Just let what just why don't we just put all our valuables out for thieves to come get? Because that's basically what you're doing. You know, you'll have bankers that get big salaries and that are very capable and all of that, but they're not exactly. running the banks. The regulators are running the banks. You know that. The way it should be. It's very, very tough for people to borrow. When the bankers were running it, we collapsed and ruined. Uh, have we forgotten already? Business person who's going to pay it back, but you know, there's that chance that there was maybe plenty the of regulation then too. Therefore, they Didn't don't get work. the money. And I have so many people calling me. Can I help them with a bank? Uh, the banks. The banks are. You know, and I'm not even blaming the right. bankers. I'm blaming the fact that of the course not. And the regulatory climate. Oh yeah, so it's bad. all government's and, fault you know, for government failure. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's one of the reason reasons you, do you have even to listen be there. to yourself it's one of the sometimes. We have no growth. Well, I can't with uh, this blowhard. Um, given that you, you've championed the middle class in so many of your speeches, uh, really? of course, one of the, uh. the critiques of the tax plan is that 40 percent, or, or, or about 40 percent, of the tax cuts end up going to the top one percent under the current plan. 
uh, at least as I understand it. Yeah, wrongly, of How course. How do you square that circle? I will say this, and, and I'm not necessarily a huge fan of that. Uh, I'm it, so much more... You're not a fan of your own plan? Absolutely forgotten uh, in, in our country. Hey, CNBC fans, thanks for checking out our Whoa. YouTube channel. Here you're going to find videos wow. packed with all of the information that you Man, need to be smarter her. about she your finances. You can subscribe by clicking Jesus. right here oh. and click on all the videos around me or the eye right here to Man, watch the she's latest a superstar. From CNBC. Thanks for watching. Well, I can't argue with that. She sure is amazing, isn't she? Yeah, she ought to be on Fox News. Oh, of course you would say. Well, they don't have enough redheads on there. Oh, God, you're such a misogynist. But, yes, yeah, she's very pretty. Why are you looking at me like that? I just keep forgetting you're not gay. Oh, do we have to do this every episode? God! All right, all right. But uh, what was I talking about? Um, it's uh, redheads, r redheads. Oh, try, yeah. Uh, yeah, his tax plan was probably one of his better uh, deals, and he's not even going to give me that? <laughs> Crazy conspiracy theories, and now you're not a fan of your own tax plan? Oh, jeez. Well, thank God for that. We wouldn't want that thing implemented in there with the rich making up like madness. Yeah, all right. Well, let's take a look at Trump's tax plan. Uh, let's see. It has four simple goals. Tax relief for middle-class Americans. Obama's already done that. No, no, he really hasn't. Um... In order to achieve the American dream, let people keep more money in their pockets and increase after-tax wages. Well, what do you do if you don't have any money to begin with? You get a job. Yeah, well, good luck doing that. Yeah, you got a point there, Lefty. Good luck doing that in this economy, right? Yes. No, that's not what... Stop twisting things around. Ah, uh, simplify the tax code. This is what I like. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, yeah, make it simple for you to... Deal. Uh, it's stealing now, Lefty. Uh, simplify the tax code to reduce the headaches Americans face in preparing their taxes and let everyone keep more of their money. Oh, more the wealthy to keep their money again. What if you don't have any to keep? Oh, yeah, great. That's just wonderful. Ugh. Yeah, well, you see, you need, to, you need to simplify the tax code um, so that uh, you can get rid of all the uh, complexity because complexity, and remember this, complexity is the camouflage of corruption. See? Yeah, I, I made that up. Oh, you think you're some great, uh, profound philosopher or something by saying that? Oh, great. Oh, boy. Uh, your head's going to get as big as Kinsel's. I mean, get real. Uh, the tax code is there because it's progressive, and it, it attempts to achieve fairness. And meanwhile, all the rich people get away with loopholes and don't pay their fish. Yeah, they get away with loopholes because it's a complex tax code that provides loopholes. What? Yeah, anyway. Uh, number three, grow the American economy by discouraging corporate inversions, adding a huge number of new jobs, and making America globally competitive again. Yeah, see, if you grow the economy, you have a lot more money to make do with. But it'll still get wasted enough. By yes, but he's going to grow the economy with rich people ruining the environment and making taking advantage of our workers. Oh, it's... Oh. Because he's going to deregulate everything. We won't know what kind of thievery and uh, wickedness they're engaging in. Yeah. Yeah, starting to lean back towards Trump. Uh, and number four, uh, doesn't add to our debt and deficit, which are already 
too large. Obama cut the deficit in half. Well, no, he didn't. He shuffled some deck chairs on paper and uh, borrowed again from the future that some future generation is going to have to pay off. A future generation that probably isn't even born yet, since our debt is now um, at uh, $20 trillion now. <laughs> It'll be $30 trillion should none of his stuff be re uh, repealed. And uh, deficit uh, he did through higher taxes to make it look like it was uh, cut in half, but... Uh, He's got all that spending that's going to be, have to be done for his uh, agenda to go forward. <laughs> well, um, that's not really deficit reduction because deficit re deficit is created by spending more than you take in. And uh, that's not Obama. Obama always spends more. Uh, the Trump's plan achieves these goals. Uh, let's see. It goes by the... Uh, if you are single and earn less than $25,000 or married and jointly earn less than $50,000, you will owe you won't you will not owe any income tax. Well, that's something, huh? That removes nearly 75 million households over 50% from the income tax rolls. That's horrible. Everyone should have to pay a fish. Yeah, what is this about? This is just some little gift that so the rich can get out of it. Yeah, but lefty, uh, 50,000 a year. It's not rich. Well, it is to some people. No. No. Uh, they get a new one-page form to send to the IRS saying, I win. I win. Those who would otherwise owe income taxes will save an average of nearly $1,000 each. Uh, all other Americans will get a simpler tax code with four brackets. 0%, 10%, 20% and 25%. Instead of the current 7, this new tax code eliminates the marriage penalty and the alternative minimum, minimum tax, while providing the lowest tax rate since before World War II. It's so uh, we could just forget about wealth redistribution, I suppose. Yeah, we should, because wealth should be earned, not distributed. What? Anyway, number three. No business of any size, from a Fortune 500 to a mom-and-pop shop to a freelancer job living job-to-job, job, will pay more than 15% of their business income in taxes. This lower rate makes corporate inversions unnecessary by making America's tax rate one of the best in the world. Oh my god, this is horrible! Oh, jeez, just letting corporations get away with murder! Y you didn't listen to a word I said, did you? Uh, number four, no family will have to pay the death tax. You earned and saved the money for your family, not the government. You paid taxes on it when you earned it. Oh, great, so rich people like Donald Trump can leave everything to his little brats. That's what that's all about. Oh, boy. Yeah, but Donald's been taxed. He's paid on it. The death tax is just another scheme about taxing the same amount of money twice. No, because then it's his kids' money, and that's income to them. So therefore, it's not the same money. It is the same money. Donald made the money. No, it's not. It's different because now it's theirs. It doesn't matter how they got it. It just matters that they did, and now they owe taxes on it. That's the way it goes. Yeah, well, uh, the Trump tax cuts are fully paid for. And here's the thing with the language where you got to pay for it. <laughs> it shouldn't be the other way around. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, reducing or eliminating most deductions and loopholes available to the very rich. Oh, well, yes, that well, you see, if it's a less complex tax code, <laughs> that necessarily would happen. So yes, he would he would be uh, removing the deductions and loopholes. 
uh, at one time deemed uh, reparation of corporate cash held overseas at a significantly discounted 10% tax rate, followed by an end to the deferral of taxes on corporate income earned abroad. Uh, well, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, exactly. Uh, reducing or eliminating corporate loopholes that cater to special interests, as well as deductions made unnecessary or redundant by the new lower tax rate on corporations and businesses' income. Uh, we, we will also phase in a reasonable cap on the deductibility of business interest expenses. Well, that sounds like some sort of deal for, for yeah, rich people. You see... There won't be any need for loopholes because the taxes have been lowered, which they will still pay a much higher rate because that's how the brackets work. You see, you earn more, you pay more. It's just that simple. And besides, uh, by closing all the other nonsense of the code, uh, that lessens the, the, the necessity for some of these corporations to leave the country to go seek a tax shelter somewhere so they can, you know... Maintain their wealth. Well, they shouldn't maintain their wealth. They should be willing to... Yeah. Then what would be the incentive for making it in the first place? Uh, so it goes on here to explain that, and this is true, when the uh, income tax was first introduced, just 1% of Americans had to pay it. Yeah, the wealthiest way. Shut up, lefty, goddammit. Uh, it was never intended as a tax most people would pay. The Trump plan eliminates the income tax for over 75 million households. 42 million households that currently file complex forms to determine that they don't owe any income taxes will now, <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> will now file a one-page form, saving time, stress, uncertainty, and an average of $110 in preparation costs. Over 31 million households get the same simplification and keep an average nearly $1,000 of their earned, uh, hard-earned money. For those Americans who will pay the income tax, the tax rates will go from the current seven brackets to four, which we already went through. So uh, this is a good plan. It's uh, not perfect. I mean, I would rather scrap the whole damn code to begin with and replace it with a flat rate uh, or uh, a national sales tax. Because, I mean, you can forget all about loopholes and deductions there because uh, there's no escaping a, a national sales tax because... Uh, uh, the only way to avoid paying those taxes is to never spend your money. <laughs> and what's the point of that? But uh, but still, all in all, uh, dealing uh, with the government as is, which he would have to, I mean, he's not all powerful, uh, He uh, this is probably as good as it's going to get uh, for the short term. And uh, so, yeah, I could totally support this idea. Unfortunately, he's not a fan of it anymore. So, uh, god damn, could you just give me something here? I mean, how many more 180s are we going to get from this guy? So, yeah. Lost me on that one. Well, thank God for that. I mean, my goodness, what a deplorable just uh, Christmas wish list for the rich and powerful. I mean, oh, God, we can't have that. So, if he's abandoning that, well, more power to him then. Yeah, Lefty, uh, that's kind of the point here. Uh, you might end up voting for him before I will. What? What? <sighs> yeah, uh, let's take a break. Uh, we'll uh, uh, play some bits and uh, little ads and come back with some Night Night and then some more Nelson Show. Yeah, coming right for you. Yeah, stick around. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com.
The Game Show Show and Stuff is moving from the radio to the internet. The Game Show Show and Stuff on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Radiomisfits.com. Starting mid-May. Where we can say weed or flaps and you plus nose. Also gobbler. And let's not forget The Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Radiomisfits.com. The Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Radiomisfits.com. Say, friends, why don't you help out the Nelson Show by visiting my many stores? Yes, you know, if you've been a regular listener, you've heard that I have a store at Selfie.com. Selfie.com slash Nelson. Yes, there you can find all my little videos. Yes, videos of old movies, old sci-fi, old horror movies, things like that, with my delightful commentary and liberal use of cartoon sound effects. Yes, 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 lots of fun. But if that's not enough for you, you can head over to rifttracks.com slash iriffs slash nelson dash theater. That's iriffs with an I. R-I-F-F-S slash nelson n-a-i-l-s-i-n dash theater spelled the old English way t-h-e-a-t-r-e. Yes, it's just that simple. rifttracks.com slash iriffs slash nelson dash theater. There you'll find more of the same films I've done, but also some extra ones, including Batman and Robin, yes, the old 40s serial of these uh, dynamic duo guys, and uh, once again, my sound effects and uh, wonderful commentary, yes. Also, there's society6.com slash Mr. Nelson, all one word, where you can get my t-shirts of a different variety of designs, and art prints, mugs, pillows, even clocks, yes, and much more. So head over to society6.com slash Mr. Nelson for those goodies. And of course, don't forget selfie.com slash Nelson. That's selfie.com slash N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, it's just that simple. And you can help out your old pal, Mr. Nelson. Yes, 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 yes you can. This is Night Night, and I'm here to tell you that you're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Previously on Night Night. Hi, I represent the Nice Cream Ice Cream Company, and we were hoping to interest Mr. Witchman in our product. I happen to have a sample of our Neapolitan selection, which we feel will make a great addition to the refreshments Club Night serves. Ugh, well, uh, uh... I'll see that he gets some. Very well. Here's the sample and my card. I thank you for your time. Have a nice day. Yeah, uh, you too. Well, now, I think I'll sample this ice cream myself. Mmm, this is some good stuff. Mm, yes, indeed. Uh, oh. mm, man, I'm getting stiff in my joints. Uh, uh, uh. Well, well, look who's here. Now, look, officer, we tried to do the best we could to capture these criminal fiends, but... Yeah, yeah, turn around and put your hands behind your back. You're under arrest for interfering in police business. What? You can't cuff me. I just did. I let... Hey! Come back here, night-night! Come back here, night-night! Start the car, boo-boo! Let the tires! We're running on the wheels! Hurry! 
Get out of that car! Now! Atomic batteries to power. I need the laser cutter for the cuffs. Turbines to speed. What the hell are you doing? I'm starting the car. I'm starting the key, the ignition, dumbass! We'll open fire! Oh, shit. Put up the shields! Damn it! Come on, Night Night. Come out of there. And what if I don't? You'll point your guns at me? <laughs> Come on, Bubo. Let's get out of here. What's that noise? Hello. The nuclear reactor is overheating. Uh, deactivate the shields. Oh no, you mean it's gonna melt down? Yeah, just deactivate the shields! Oh, okay. Do it, Bubo! I'm trying! It ain't working! What? Oh, something's not up. Or, damn it, I wish I could get these cuffs off! Oh, shit! As the smoke clears, we see that the night cruiser is relatively unharmed as the reactor was jettisoned into a nearby park, utterly vaporizing it. At the sight of this destruction, a nearby crowd begins to gather, angry at what Night Night has apparently done. Get up, Night Night! Damn, Get up, Night Night! Kick your pantyhose down! Take that mask off! We're tired of this night shit! Oh, oh, oh this looks serious. Yeah, the crowd's getting angry, Night Night! Yeah, so I noticed. Let's haul ass. Where are you going, Night Night? Ain't no way out. You're surrounded. Gotta kick your asses too. We're smelling shit. Okay. We're going to have to fight our way out. Fight our way out? They're gonna kill us. No, Bobo. We must have the confidence to. No! And so our heroes try to engage the angry mob with their fighting skills. But apparently, to no avail. So Night Night does what he always does when backed into a corner. He resorts. To a night grenade. Oh, shit! I, I dropped it! Run, Bubo! Look out! It's a grenade! And once again, our masked marvels escape danger, thanks to the confusion caused by Night Night's grenade. Interestingly enough, no one was killed by the explosion, but at least 30 were injured. However, none of these victims can sue Night Night because they don't know who he is. Meanwhile, Night Night and Bubo make good on their getaway by hotwiring one of the angry citizens' cars and leaving the scene. Later, back at the night's lair, Bubo disposes of the stolen vehicle by dumping it into a giant vat of acid. After that, he joins Night Night upstairs in Club Night in their everyday guises of Lyle Richman and Dick Sprung. Well, Dick, did you take care of that car? Yeah. I almost killed myself because I barely got out of there in time before it fell into the acid. You idiot. All you had to do was put a brick on the accelerator, not actually drive it into the acid. Damn it. I would have gotten Smedley to do it, but I can't seem to find him. Smedley! 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 Well, I guess he isn't here. Damn, I'm getting hungry. Well, go into the kitchen and get a sandwich, or... But Smedley always makes dinner! Go into the kitchen! He might be in there! Oh, okay. Guess I'll check on the phone messages. Hey, rich man. This is Brad Ash from Badass Gym Next Door. My drinking water is turning purple, and now I'm shitting green. The other day, I got a gag counter a greeting of your side of the property and went off the scale. What the hell's going on over there? You better fix this shit, or I'm gonna sue your ass. It's really? It's Gina. Um, uh, I'm late, so what are you gonna do about that? 
Damn it, you said you were sterile! Hi, Mr. Richmond, this is Ken from EZ Pharmacy informing you that your prescriptions for Viagra and anal soothing ointment are ready for pickup. Have a nice day. Feeling a little sif? Need to loosen up? I have the antidote. A van will arrive at your premises tomorrow at noon. Place a quarter of a million dollars cash into the van, and then await further instructions. You have no more messages. What a weird ad. Just another asshole expecting me to invest in their shitty venture. All the burdens of being a wealthy man. Hmm. But Bradash has become a liability. I can't have the authorities snooping around Club Night lest they discover I have a nuclear reactor in my night's lair. Fortunately, I happen to know he's late in paying his property taxes. So I'll just pay him and take his property. <laughs> I'm a pretty smooth operator, even when I'm not night. <sighs> it's Lyle Richmond Dick. I'm not wearing a night night outfit now, am I? Get it right, you idiot! The night night! Smedley's dead! What? what? What do you mean he's dead? He's sitting in the kitchen all stiff! Oh, God! Without Smedley, we can't do anything right. I mean, I need a new batch of laundry done for tomorrow. But don't you care? That poor old man? Shut up and let's go see what's going on. Smedley! Smedley! Smedley, come on, Smedley, wake up! Good lord! He's... he's frozen solid! He... he actually feels like ice! What's going on here? Wait a minute! That message wasn't an ad! It was a ransom call! Message? Ransom? Yes, it was a message left by our old, cold-hearted foe. I should have recognized the icy tones of... The freezer! Yeah, yes, as I was saying. I knew who you were talking about. You didn't have to tell me. Shut up, dammit! God! I... I wonder why Commissioner Wetman didn't tell me that the freezer was free. Because he didn't like talking to you. My God, Dick. I wonder how long Smedley has before he's stuck in this condition. Oh. It must have been meant for me. Even though Freezer doesn't know who I am, he did know of my wealth. Hmm. He must have gotten to Smedley through this bowl of ice cream. Even though he must have been here for hours, the ice cream hasn't melted. It must be the source of Smedley's paralysis. And later in the Night Slayer Laboratory! Hand me the bowl of ice cream, Bobo. Here you go. Right. One spoonful should suffice for analysis. Mmm. Boy. This ice cream sure looks tasty. So enticing. Just one taste. Oh! Don't eat that shit, night night! It'll freeze you like smelly, stupid ass! I know, Bobo. I was. I was merely testing you to see if you would come to my aid. Which you didn't! Once again, you failed. Now make yourself useful! and power up the chemical analyzer. Now put the sample in the analyzer container. What? Put the sample in the analyzer container. Okay. What? I said okay. I don't care if you're okay. And later. Good lord, it's just as I thought. What is it, Night-Night? The ice cream contains a strange and deadly element. What's it called? Huh? No, uh... Hydrocarbon... Uh, I didn't quite catch that, Night-Night. 
It doesn't matter, because now we're closer to finding the antidote on our own, without having to pay any money for Smedley. That must be what froze Smedley! <sighs> yeah, Bubo, it must be. Great thinking there, Mr. Holmes. No, it's me, Dick! <laughs> yeah, whatever. Now I must crack the chemical code of this poison and find the antidote. But night night. You think you can find it before noon tomorrow? Of course, Bubo. Do you doubt my ability? Well... Just go busy yourself with TV and leave the lab to me. I'll have it done within the hour. Okay, night-night. And later, at around 8 o'clock in the morning, Bubo comes back into the night's lair. Night-night, did you get the antidote? No, I can't make heads or tails out of this crap. What? We just better hope the freezer has the cure, so we're going to have to pay him. But we'll put a night tracer in the cache and track it to the freezer's hideout. Yeah, and even if they get away with it, Smedley will be worth losing a quarter of a million dollars over. Don't be stupid, Momo. I'm not going to give him real money. I've got a counterfeit printer. I'll just print up some shitty money and give him that. Counterfeit money? Um... Remember, Momo, I, at times, must operate above the law. Oh, yeah. And soon the noon hour arrives, and Night Night and Bubo return to their everyday guises of Lyle Richmond and Dick Sprung in order to greet the mysterious van. Just hand over the cash, rich man. I don't like dealing with vermin like you, but if it'll save Smith. Yeah, yeah, shut up and give me the money. <sighs> All right, here it is. But wait, where's the antidote? Yeah, wait here, it's in the van, I'll go get it. We're gonna get the antidote after all. Of course, Dick. You just have to know how to talk to these slime balls by putting them in their place by a tone of authority. What the hell? They're leaving, Night Night. Keep your voice down, Dick. Looks like we'll have to do this the hard way. To the Night Cruiser. Oh boy. Meanwhile, at the secret headquarters of the Freezer, the boss. We're making a lot of money off of these rich assholes who don't like being turned into popsicles. Yes, I know. My plan is as flawless as snow is pure. So when you gonna give them the antidote? There is no antidote. You mean they're gonna be frozen forever? No. It wears off. It's not a permanent condition. It's actually quite harmless. But by the time they figure that out, it'll be too late. Hey, I just got a text from Eddie. He's on his way here with the rich man load. Good. Soon I'll have enough money to fund my operations. What operations, boss? I'm going to build a device that'll alter the Earth's axis, thus creating a new ice age so that I can live in comfort and be free of this air-conditioned suit. Cool! And while the Freezer gang shoot the shit, Night Knight and Bubo are hot on their trail thanks to Night Knight's Night Tracer! Hey, Night Knight, that signal is leading us way out of town. Yes, the typical haunts of scum and villainy. I think this location matches that old abandoned parking thing. You mean that parking garage? Yeah, ah, and here we are. Whoa, look at that! The whole garage is covered in ice! Yes, you'd think somebody would have noticed. Once again, the citizenry proves itself unworthy Whoa, of- Oh, night, night, we're sliding! Uh, oh no! The ice! Boy. I sure hope the freezer didn't hear us. Damn it, Bubo. 
This wouldn't have happened if you would keep your mouth shut while I'm trying to drive. It wasn't my fault, it was- Shut up! And in the heart of the freezer's headquarters. What was that noise? It sounded like a car crashing. Eddie, are you sure you weren't followed? Huh? Yeah. You'd better go check to be sure. Nah, I want to keep counting the money. But, come on, guys. There might be somebody out there. Uh, you're just being paranoid. And back outside. Well, seems the night cruiser's missiles are still in working order. Now, you see that gasoline truck next door gassing up? Yeah, what about it? Go knock out the driver and pull him away from the truck. And soon. Excuse me, sir. Yeah, what? Is that Boobo? What do you want, you little turd? Yeah, he's the turd, turd. Take him over here, Boobo. Damn, Boobo. What's that shit did you give him? Just a little bit. I guess I need to test our gas inventory. <laughs> He's puking purple shit. <laughs> now, Boobo, don't laugh at him. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll worry about him later. Let's go get the gas truck into position. And soon with the gas truck positioned at the base of the old abandoned parking garage. All right, prepare for night missile. As the smoke clears, the old abandoned parking garage has been reduced to a smoldering pile of rubble. The explosion destroyed the freezer's hideout and burned up all the valuables of the extorted citizens of Cityopolis, except, of course, for La Richmond, who only sent counterfeit money. Oh, oh, I barely made it out, but my gang was not so fortunate. Curse you, Night Knight! You are more of a monster than I'll ever be. Sing your sad song to the judge, Freezer. But first, hand over the antidote to your freeze disease. There is no antidote. What? And you call me the monster? No, you fool. The poison wears off. All this destruction was a waste of time and lives. <laughs> you can't put this on me. I'm night-night, dammit. And you, Freezer, you're just a sore loser. Oh, no. My air-conditioned suit. It's malfunctioning. Help me! Sucks to be you. Let's go, Bobo. Shouldn't we help him, Night-Night? No, Bobo. He's leaking Freon, and I don't want that shit all over my seat. Oh, yeah. That ends another exciting Night-Night adventure! This has been a Nail Sin production. The Night Night theme song is performed by Alistair White and his lovely wife, Heather. Incidental music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. All characters are performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Join us again, won't you? Wow, Night Night sometimes is uh, pretty hardcore, huh? Just left that guy there to die in his little suit that doesn't work. Well, whatever. Justice in its own way is served. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's other assholes in politics besides Trump and Hillary. Yes, uh, because after uh, Cruz uh, dropped out, 
all of a sudden, Kasich decided there was no point in going on. <laughs> I mean, he was always sitting there saying, I'm going all the way to the convention, man, because the people need a choice, and that's what we're going to do, and that's how the rules are. <laughs> Come on, man. That's what he would do. Um, but it, that doesn't seem to have been his goal at all. No, no. Um, this guy, Larry O'Connor, for Hot Air, posted kind of a timeline from back in March 17th about what Kasich was up to in the campaign when it began to wind down to really just Trump and Cruz. But Kasich hung on. But why? When he was uh, fourth in the three-man race, he was still behind Rubio. And he still is. <laughs> he never got anywhere. And Rubio had long ago dropped out. Uh, but anyway, March 17th, Trump announces he will not show up on the debate stage for a March uh, 21st Fox News debate. Yes, following Rubio's uh, defection, uh, defection, <laughs> or he dropped out of the race, uh, the debate was shaping up to be the big moment for Trump to face off with Cruz and Kasich in a three-man race. Trump's announcement gives Kasich his opportunity to share the stage with Cruz, thus giving him half of the debate time, something he's been begging for. And instead, he inexplicably announces that if Trump doesn't show up, neither will he. So there's no debate. <laughs> So why, why would he do this? Kasich would have been in a two-man debate where he would have had his, had his chance to make his case to the American people opposite Cruz. As David Drucker reported at the time, Republican, offers, Republican operatives were at a loss to explain how Kasich's moves helps in the effort to derail Trump. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's not what it was about. Uh, the New York celebrity businessman is the clear frontrunner in the race and announced Wednesday that he was skipping the debate. Kasich's only hope is forcing a contested convention in which the delegates nominate a candidate other than the one who won a plurality. And yes, that's plurality, not majority, of the vote in the primaries and caucuses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't about Kasich's campaign. It was about stopping Cruz. Uh, April 1st. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. Kasich's super PAC goes after Cruz with a bizarre ad showing the Texas senator's nose grotesquely growing like Pinocchio. Well, actually, Pinocchio's nose just grew forward. This one wrapped around his neck like a snake. <laughs> and, uh, uh, this was, uh, Trump's, uh, it was, uh, it was a, uh, Kasich ad, and yet it was using the Lion Tid, Lion Tid, uh, name that Trump gave Cruz. And, uh, so, boy, yeah, all that crap about, uh, Cruz and Kasich were colluding. <laughs> See, it's collusion when it's secret. Uh, April 25th, uh, fresh off a late-night announcement that Kasich and Cruz had an agreement to focus their spending and campaigning in a way that allowed Cruz to go all-in in Indiana in an effort to block Trump from securing the nomination, Kasich unilaterally destroys the alliance before the toner was dry on the press release. <laughs> Look, I never told Indiana voters not to vote for me, man! They ought to vote for me, but I'm not over there campaigning and spending resources. Then on Tuesday morning, in an appearance on the Today Show, Kasich reiterated that I'm not telling people anything in Indiana because I'm not campaigning in Indiana. And then noted, I'm not out to stop Donald Trump. I think you're having a hard time figuring this out. Yeah, yeah, they sure did. Even now, no one gets that. 
not only did his statements undermine the alliance and effectively negate whatever strategy the campaigns had agreed to the night before, but it made Cruz look desperate and ineffective by forging the alliance in the first place. Again, Kasich's actions hurt Cruz. And then there's this. On April 28th, fellow Ohio establishment Republican John Boehner announces that Cruz is Lucifer in the flesh. Yes, yes, because a reporter had asked him, what, do you think of, what did he think of uh, Ted Cruz? Well, he's Lucifer in the flesh. I have Democrat friends and Republican friends. Really, he does? Oh, I get along with almost everyone, but I have never worked with a more miserable son of a bitch in my life. Boehner described other Republican candidates as friends. In particular, the former speaker said he has played golf with Donald Trump for years and that they were texting buddies. Mm. I'll vote for Trump against Hillary, but I won't vote for Cruz, Boehner added, which is just another small clue from within the system about who can and who can't be trusted with its welfare. In fact, being a golf buddy of John Boehner's is practically the textbook definition of being part of the system. Or was, until about ten months ago. But oh well, imagine Cruz's confusion today. <laughs> it should have been too confused. I mean, when everybody said nobody likes Ted Cruz, it was important to point out who this nobody was. It was Washington, D.C. He was hated by all the right people. The people who hate your guts, because to them you're always going to be nothing more than a pissant, or as I put it, the peapons. <laughs> and that's what they do. And that's what Boehner and Kasich were doing here. Uh, so they're both political class guys, and they had to protect that because Cruz damaged it. Oh, well, Cruz hurt the Republican Party uh, when he had that government shut down. It hurt the Republicans so bad that they won the Senate later that year. Yeah. How do you how do you uh, figure that? Yeah, these these are the people that uh, are the are the Einsteins of uh, of the ruling class, and uh, they've won again. Yeah, they've won. We don't have a constitutionalist. Uh, we have one of their members. You see, the political class is made up of, of course, the uh, public office holders like Boehner and Kasich, and then there's their families and all that because they get all the little little treats and jobs that are available by manipulating the tax funds. And there, then there's the, the lobbyists and whatnot who are who are usually made up of these kids and friends of uh, politicians. And then there's the bureaucrats, and then they never leave. And then there's the wealthy people who, uh, in a way, are getting ripped off, but at the same time they kind of join into it because it helps them against their uh, competition. People like Trump because he can afford the protection racket that is the government, but uh, the rest of us can't. So you just got to grab your ankles. <laughs> That's what you got to do. So Trump going in there is not necessarily going to end that. So since he's already backing off on his tax plan, uh, don't look for that to be implemented should he win. And I'm not one of these who says that Hillary's going to crush him. That's not necessarily true. The polls look good for her right now, but she's a terrible candidate. She's a criminal and she's done terrible things. And uh, Trump can just beat the crap out of her with that. And he can win, which gives us two ni nightmare scenarios. Hillary could win or the other nightmare scenario, Trump could win. <laughs> and there you go. And there's no restoration of constitutional rule of law. It's still going to be the political class 
doing what they like. Um, and they're just going to deal with Trump. On the other hand, we don't really know where all Trump can go with this. We kind of know what Hillary would do. But with Trump, well, these guys who created this Frankenstein, like the media and the political class, uh, are going to learn what Frankenstein uh, himself learned. <laughs> you know, because you're not going to control this guy. So, I don't know. Maybe that would be for the best. <laughs> but after all said and done, can't just wait around for some guy to win the presidency and come save us. Uh, that's not what the presidency is for. So, screw all that shit. Uh, you need to start thinking about the Constitution, the uh, Convention of States, uh, which I've mentioned before, and you need to look up on that and uh, uh, get your state behind that. Because when you have a Convention of States, we can uh, have a con uh, constitutional convention and term limit these bastards and break the back of their power and get rid of that goddamn code that has enslaved us. Yes, yes, you could. Because uh, the president's not going to be able to do that, and it's not really the president's job to do that. Um, it's yours, and uh, you got to step up to it. So uh, go to uh, conventionofthestates.com, look up on that, look it up yourself, look up the Constitution. Why not read that thing? Uh, and Article 5 explains it right there. That's all you got to do. And then uh, you got to contact your representatives and what have you in within your state and push and pressure your governor to get behind it as well. And then your state can join. And when you have enough states together, we can have the convention, no matter what Washington, D.C. says, because we would have usurped their power. Meanwhile, while everybody is uh, distracted by Trump and maybe Hillary, well, more Trump than Hillary, uh, some other news happened. Yeah, uh, the New York Times... Uh, had a little piece on uh, Ben Rhodes, who was a national security advisor to uh, Barack Obama. Here's a guy who whose real goal in life was to be a fiction writer. And he pretty much achieved it because uh, he's been responsible for the Iran nuclear deal, which is absolute fiction about how wonderful it is and how it's going to work. And when you had uh, the Iranians doing their own inspections on their sites in some of these areas, <laughs> that, that's enough to tell you right there. They're going to get the damn bomb. Uh, but this guy uh, kind of brags in this article, uh, which I recommend, that, uh, yeah, he was selling a, a, a bill of goods to the American public, and he was kind of uh, proud of himself about how the administration, as far as they're concerned, uh, fooled the American people uh, in this uh, crap. Well, not everybody. There was people in Congress who opposed it and all of that. But, um, yeah. So a lot of people who are pro-Obama, they're going to say it's a great deal no matter what, even though they have no idea what it is. And uh, But this guy sitting here just admitted they lied about it. Yeah. So uh, are we safe from an Iran bomb? No. No, we're not. And uh, so there you go. That happened. Yeah. But uh, no one noticed because, uh, well... We got Trump to do, talk about. If you're getting bored with Trump, uh, well, uh, Caitlin's going to pose nude for Sports Illustrated, so there's that. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, that ought to that ought to be great. And another reason is because this uh, New York Times story um, was on page 44 of the publication Sunday Magazine. And this was not, this should have been a front page uh, headline, you know. Uh, a White House advisor admits he lied through his teeth. <laughs> well, yeah. We don't need to talk about that because that's not a help. That's not a helpful narrative, is it? No, no. Meanwhile, um, the government collects a lot of taxes. Yeah, they sure do. But it's not just the taxes. Yes, uh, they also uh, have a lot of 
federal regulation costs, that brings in a shitload of money. Well, how much, Doug? Why, $1.885 trillion. <laughs> yeah. Now, this was a report from the uh, Competitive Enterprise Institute. And their guy was saying, like, the, the federal government has become very savvy in hiding costs by expanding their, their reach beyond taxes into regulations, said Cruz. Uh, unfortunately, regulatory costs get little attention in policy debates because, unlike taxes, they are difficult to quantify because they are unbudgeted and often indirect. But the impacts of burdensome regulations are very real and increase costs for consumers and businesses, limiting productivity and a thriving free market. Yeah, a thriving free We barely have a free market at that point. I mean, when you've got over a trillion dollars in regulations... <laughs> The, the government is just robbing people blind. And, um, gee, do you really feel like this doing wonders for you? No. And like he said, you know, it's hidden. You, you don't see it unless you're involved in these businesses. You get to see some of it because you're the ones paying it. Oh, but you feel the pain because that's uh, why certain prices increase because they got to make that up somehow. And how does business make its money? Well, they make it from you, idiot. You're the customer. So you pay. Yes, that's right. So every time you're like cheering on something that need more uh, regulatory costs or taxes raised on corporations and whatnot, you're going to pay that. They don't pay it because guess who's the source of their money? Again, you. So there you go. How about that, huh? So they got all this extra money on top of the taxes they're bringing in, which is... Let's see, what do they say here? Many Americans complain about taxes, but regulatory compliance costs exceed the $1.82 trillion that the IRS expected to collect in both individual and corporate income taxes from 2015. So there you go. Uh, that's over a trillion dollars there for taxes alone. And now you can slap on this extra trillion, $1.885 trillion. Um, so, hey, isn't that great? Yeah. Uh, but it's still not enough, is it? No, because we're not paying our fair share. Yeah. Well, I <clears throat> Boy, I sounded like Lefty there, huh? That's weird. Uh, so that's what the, uh, this is the idiocy of this thing, because it's, it's, it's still not enough. Um, so the, regu uh, the federal regulation is a hidden tax that amounts to nearly $15,000 per U.S. household each year. Ah. That's great. Yeah, we need to leave that tax code as it is, right? Because it would just be horrible, uh, possibly racist and some other issues, uh, to to do anything about it. Uh, and it would only help the rich. Yeah. What about the people uh, becoming rich off of this shit? How come they never get the, uh, the microscope, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Because, again, you don't know, do you? All right, what a downer this show was, huh? I apologize, I've been in a mood. Gee, I wonder why. Uh, so, I'll try to... Uh, hope, well, I can't make any promises, because I have no idea what state of mind I'll be in next week. So, hopefully it'll be better, but we'll see. In the meantime, uh, I did uh, three episodes of the Bob Levy Show uh, this past week. And there's a few little outtakes here and there because I was the one taping them. And so uh, a conversation came along between me and uh, Joe Conti about uh, 
uh, The Incredible Hulk. I think it started out with, uh, oh, The Fugitive, The Fugitive movie, and that led to The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> so I think I'll play that, and then we'll end out the show. Um, also, uh, I, uh, Joe ha- had to do his own show, the Conti and Kenny show, but Kenny was sick as he had to have once again, uh, rectal re- reconstruction surgery. It's, it's a continuous problem for the poor man. And so he couldn't uh, do the show as he wasn't feeling well. And so Joe had sent me a message to help out and I didn't get it until 30 minutes into the show, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I did manage to, to call in and when we, we did the show and it was fun. And then, uh, even lefty was there. When they, hey, hang on, Lefty. What? Uh, you, you remember when we did uh, Joe Conti's show? Oh, yes, that's right. Yes, I, I was on that show, and uh, look forward to that. Uh, where can they find that? Well, Lefty, they can find it at the ContiandKinneyShow.com. And it's under the uh, show dated uh, May uh, the 2nd, uh, 2016. And that's where it was. It says... Uh, it's called Conti and Kenny Less. <laughs> Kenny is sick, and Conti tries flying solo. Conti talks marriage comedy. Then it says Doug Nelson calls in, and we really dig in. Yes. Hope you somewhat like it. <laughs> well, that doesn't sound very confident. Well, you were on the show. Oh, but yes, it's all my fault that the show wasn't done. Good Lord. Yes, I don't think that Conti fellow likes me very much, even though... You know, I think we probably agree on some things. Uh, you know, because I appreciated Bernie, just like he did. Yeah, well, he was thinking of voting for Bernie, whereas uh, Bernie's not going to make it, so you're going to vote for Hillary, and he's not. Yeah, I don't get that. Why not? I mean, good Lord, at least get something out of the deal. I mean, you're not going to get... Wait, wait, everything's got to be perfect for Conti. Jeez, Louise. Ugh. Well, whatever. He's just going to lay there like a lazy old gorilla on voting day and let that goddamn haystack-headed monstrosity get in. And by haystack-headed, you mean you mean Trump, right? Yes, obviously. Oh, my God. Shut up, Nelson. I, why do you call me in here? I, I don't deal with you when you're like this. Well, anyway, if you want more of that, yeah, yeah, we were on the Conti and Kitty show, so look it up. All right. Here comes me and Joe talking about TV shows, and then we'll bid you sweet adieu with uh, the end of this Nelson show, and we'll see you next week for another one. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, And you can find me again on Bob Levy's show, maybe the Rob Saul show, if there ever is one, (laughs) and uh, possibly some more content, Kenny. So, um, good night, everybody. He's one of the cops in the in the fugitive. Oh yeah, okay. It's just a, I I like to get a DVD of that movie just for the extras. It's just a neat, great, great movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's it, it's very dated. Um, you know when? Well, yeah, when you, by when now, you, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I like the I like some of the lines. There were some funny lines. But when he was going, it's just hinky. He's like, what the hell's hinky? He goes, strange. He goes, why don't you just say strange? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hinky. <laughs> stupid. Yeah, because uh, I didn't have anybody. I was, I guess, too young for the, the TV show. And they were making yeah, I big, don't remember the TV show. Yeah, either, yeah, and then they, I think some channel showed a few episodes back to back for, uh, you know, because the movie was coming out. And I was like, well, <laughs> I think the movie's better. <laughs> I don't know what the show was like, but... 
I have no uh, desire to see. Uh, like to me, that's like a, a movie type of a premise. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna see a fugitive every week. Yeah, fucking catch him already. I think that was one of those first ones where it was a guy. I mean, that's the whole point. He in each town he goes to, he solves another crime, like like the Incredible Hulk did. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, on the run. yeah. So of course he would have a girlfriend of the week and solve her uh, problem, and then, uh oh, I gotta go because they've made me. You know, and he's got to take off. Yeah, and then eventually, after I don't know how many seasons it was on, he finally finds the one-armed man. Oh, really? Yeah, the last episode. Oh, that's how it worked. Okay, yeah, they wrapped it up. So at least I got to that. But just the idea that yeah, that that's how life goes. You know, you travel from one town to the other. <laughs> you yep. get you get a little dishwashing job while you're solving crimes. Exactly. Shit just seems to happen. Like the Incredible Hulk, there was always these bad guys <laughs> yeah, everywhere he went. Everywhere he could get a job at McDonald's, and there's some sort of meth operation going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And he's just he can't get out of it. And he always gets thrown in a fuck. He's always in some sort of warehouse or the back of a fucking restaurant. Yeah, and he gets thrown behind the mixer. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then they'll and beat they, the shit out of him a lot of times over nothing. You know. Yeah. Be something stupid, and then they throw him, and then they just leave him, and they never see him. Yes, and then he pops up, and they wonder where did the green thing yeah. come from? <laughs> what is that thing? Yeah, it's obviously a man it, who's it, green. Yeah, it's a bodybuilder painted green, and he just came from this. He was behind the mixer. Did he just come in from the pride parade? <laughs> I think he's from Burning Man. <laughs> The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson Show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. There's a whole thing. And, and you know, his father was with Lee Harvey Oswald prior to Oswald's being... Uh, you know, shot. I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. What, what, what is this right prior to his being shot? Yeah, and it's nobody ridiculous. nobody even brings it up. I mean, they don't even talk about that. That was reported, uh, and nobody talks about it. But I think it's horrible. I think it's absolutely horrible.